0: Go ahead, shake that jar of sprinkles and celebrate your role as a mom. I'm Stephanie Fleece. And I'm Michelle Fortin with City Moms Blog Network. And
1: our hope is that the next 40 minutes or so bring a smile to your face, a skip to your step, and a sprinkle or two to your mundane. This is Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, a
0: podcast by City Moms Blog Network.
1: So I know you can't see us. We're together for the first time ever. We're holding no, so, hands. I'm pitching her.
0: <laughs> we never get to be together because you live in Minnesota and I'm in Arizona. I know, but you're in Arizona, right? So now. close yet so far. Reunited oh. and it feels so good.
1: Oh my goodness! Well, uh, we so are super fun. excited to be together and yeah. to be talking about a topic that both of us pretty much love. Yes, yes, sleep, sleep. It's one of my favorites. Okay, so I gotta ask, <laughs> how many hours of sleep do you require? I work best at about eight. Okay, but I usually get six to seven. Mm, just that. So, do you when you wake up after six to seven hours of sleep, are you draggy? Is that what can how you can tell that you're not? Oh yeah, well? no, I would rather stay in bed and yeah. I'll bounce out of bed. So at eight, do you like wake up without an alarm clock at eight a.m.? No, 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 sorry. Oh uh, I would love to sleep until eight a.m. But first, do you live? In? <laughs> if you sleep till <laughs> eight, and you're feeling sorry for yourself, give yourself a.
0: You're habit. not a mom, because it's happening.
1: You're no, when you get eight hours of sleep.
0: Yes, if I get eight hours of sleep, I bounce out of bed. Yeah, yeah, but with you still need an alarm.
1: I've been thinking about this. I'm like, oh, I need an alarm. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Anyway. And yeah, because sleep. I do. I love to sleep, and yeah. if I don't have an alarm, and my husband can attest to this, I will sleep and sleep and sleep. sleep and sleep. Yeah, and sleep some more. Yeah.
1: Oh my. I mean, eventually,
0: I'll wake up, but yeah, I will sleep too late.
1: Yeah. How yeah. about you? Um, I I think probably seven and a half, eight is my ideal too. That's what I get pretty much every night. But I will say, like, it is a discipline for me to get that much rest. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, I I just feel like as a mom, there are so many things vying for my attention, especially after my kids go to bed, that I could do, like I could, or actually I should do oftentimes, you know, like I should clean out the closet or I should clean up the kitchen or I should all of these things. Or, hey, my friend told me about this new Netflix series that I should watch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So instead, you just have to say no. Right. Sleep. Right. You have to discipline yourself. And you guys talk about in the interview coming up.
0: Yeah. The Apple, the iPhone feature that reminds you it's bedtime. Yes. I have that set and that actually helps me. Really? Yeah. I love it. Because it goes off. I have it set that I need to be, I should be in bed by nine. Uh Uh-huh. Get up at five. That's my goal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mine too. But 8.30, it dings. You need to go to bed. And half the time I'm like, well shoot
1: like I, just, <laughs> but, I still need some me time <laughs> but is that so I haven't admittedly used that feature yet but is it like it the I um Apple watch where it says like time to stand or time to take a deep breath do you have an Apple watch yes I do oh my gosh whenever it says time to stand or time to take some deep breaths I'm always like screw you i <laughs> <laughs> so rebellious <laughs> I'm like I not I can't stand right now. I cannot take deep breaths. <laughs> so I wonder if the bedtime feature would be like, hmm. I don't
0: think so. <laughs> well, I mean, because admittedly, I'm usually on my phone at that point. Like sure. at, the, at the end of the day, yeah. I'm on Instagram, I'm yeah. kind of checking in on everything. And I get this little ding that says, Bedtime is in a half an hour. So it's just kind of a reminder reminder. because you can kind of get lost in that world, you know? So it's just kind of this little reminder that pops up and then you dismiss it. But I don't like get
1: up that moment and walk upstairs
0: to go to bed. But I'm like, oh, (laughs) reminder. Yeah, I probably should be thinking
1: about that. You're like, I, I, (laughs) (laughs) iPhone, I will go to bed. (laughs) That is too funny and so interesting. Well, um, I, one of the other things that we talked about in the interview was, the fact that um, screens yes. really disrupt your sleep or make for a less, I mean, I think she said just a less deep sleep, yes. essentially.
0: Well, she talks about screen time for kids and for adults. Yeah. And she talks about having a curfew on screen time. Yeah. Which I would like to implement that yeah. for myself, personally. Yeah. Because I will often just be on my phone until the minute I go to sleep. Yeah. And it's, I can see how that does give me a less quality sleep. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. Anyway, she's got... Well, she's early. an expert. so She is an she expert. Talking about. Oh, totally. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Aye, <laughs> aye. <laughs> but I
0: mean, this is a topic that every mom is going to resonate with because yes. I think every mom recognizes the need right, for good sleep, for right, more sleep.
1: Yeah. And she <laughs> talks a little bit about kids and sleep, um, which arguably is very important to moms as well. But I feel like I don't know like she brought up a lot of things like sleep shaming you know like do we the people that say that they need more sleep do you actually think that they're lazy right you know right um or does culture as a whole think that they're lazy because they need more sleep right or does my husband think I'm lazy because I like to take naps on the weekend? You know what? I'm
0: not going to feel shame about that anymore. I, I take it down and be like, "I can too." Steph's interview with Terry said that you should not sleep shame me. I need my nap. <laughs> I love naps. This is a no shame zone here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no more sleep bullying. No more sleep bullying is right. This is all so true and coincidentally enough this episode is very appropriately brought to you today by the lovely folks at Mattress Firm. Oh yeah. Who knows parents work hard and they are here to remind us to sleep even harder. I love that. Sleep is essential for resolving
0: stress and preparing for the morning ahead. All in all, sleep makes our work and our lives better and can have a dramatic impact on our mood, performance, and health. With the goal of giving all parents a good night's sleep, Mattress Firm helps customers find the beds they want and the sleep they deserve at
1: prices they can afford. Simply put, sleep gives both you and and your children the energy you need to tackle another day.
0: To save big on sleep, visit mattressfirm.com or
1: find your nearest store location at mattressfirm.com slash stores. Now, thanks to Mattress Firm, you know where to find the best mattress for a good night's sleep. Today's guest is going to give you the strategies you need to make that sleep happen. She sure is. She's really... A depth of information. <laughs> she really sleep. is. Our guest is kind of a big
0: deal in the sleep world. Terry Crawley is a registered nurse specializing in sleep health and wellness. She's co authored two books on sleep. Terry is on the board of directors of Start School Later and is on the advisory board for the American Sleep Association.
1: Her passion is to educate people on sleep health and wellness, especially in children. Let's get to my
2: conversation with Terry.
1: Hey, Terry. Welcome to the Just Add Sprinkles podcast.
2: Well, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Oh my gosh. Well, I cannot tell you how excited I am about talking with you because we're going to talk about one of my very favorite topics ever, which is sleep.
2: Yay. It should be. (laughs)
1: Oh my gosh. Well, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got really dubbed an expert by title and just (laughs) trade uh, in this category of sleep.
2: I'm a registered nurse, and I will tell you this. I went to nursing school about 200 years ago, and we did not learn anything about sleep. And here we were, fresh out of school, young, and I mean, flipping the shifts around where we were working early mornings, evenings, late at night. I mean, it was crazy. Right. And it was interesting because among us, you know, people would, one one of my, I'll remember this vividly. One of my good friends in, in, right out of nursing school said, you know, I stopped this morning or yesterday morning on the way home from the night shift, bought two tickets to Tahiti And I don't remember doing that. And we just thought that was hysterical. (laughs) I mean, seriously, we're like, oh, okay. But we didn't realize the issues and the implications of being that sleep deprived and doing crazy things. And later, the same nurse, after a night shift, her car was found on a median strip. And she was just totally asleep in the car, Hmm. you know, at 10 in the morning. And of course, then they decided. Then, okay, you're not going to work any more night shifts. You can't handle it. But we didn't look at the safety issues. And now, in retrospect, we, th- you know, I, I'm pretty shocked at thinking how little regard there was for sufficient sleep, especially in our line of work. Mm-hmm. And now that I've learned, I ended up in clinical research doing insomnia studies as in my role in nursing and met some sleep doctors, visited sleep clinics, and I was fascinated. And I realized this really impacts everything. And and once I started learning about sleep, I couldn't stop. And I said, this impacts everything. It impacts how, you know, if we work out, it impacts our appetite, our food choices. And You know, when I first started out, I gave a lot of talks on sleep with various audiences, schools, businesses. And I had this slide in my PowerPoint deck. And it said, sleep is one of the three pillars of of health and wellness, you know, sleep, diet, and exercise. And I had them lined up equally. Well, I had to get rid of that slide, Stephanie, because Mm -hmm. it was no longer correct. Now, this slide is a triangle, and it shows sleep as the foundation. Mm -hmm. And diet and exercise are really just come off on into a triangle on top of that, but Mm. that's how important sleep is. Mm. So the bottom line is I didn't learn much about it in nursing school, but as they registered nurse, I learned it is so important for every age group to really have the best health possible. So I really try to get out there and educate a variety of audiences, all ages, about how Sufficient sleep is the foundation of health and wellness, and we have to really rethink it mm-hmm. and, and prioritize it to be our best.
1: Yeah, that's so interesting that you mentioned that um, triad. You know of health and wellness, yeah. and you know the first thing that came to mind as you mentioned that is New Year's resolutions. You know, I mean that's mm-hmm. a little ways away, for, <laughs> but it is coming up soon. And how many people? Prioritize diet and exercise specifically in New Year's resolutions, but I don't know a lot of people that would say, like, I'm dedicated to getting X amount of sleep this exactly. year. But to your point, it's really a massive part of
2: health. But see, okay, that's such a great point. And I'm glad you brought that up because there is something tied into sleep that's not tied in with anything else in our lives, in including diet and exercise. There's a little bit of sleep shaming going on. Yeah. We look at people that, you know, say they need sleep. Well, are they lazy? Do they not have the work ethic? A lot of judgment and characterization tied into sleep that you don't see anywhere else in medicine and healthcare and just in, in our, our daily lives. So it's, and it's, really deeply ingrained. And, you know, I, I I tell people, one of my main messages is never, ever be apologetic for your need to sleep because it's a biological need. It's not a character trait or a weakness or a character flaw. But, you know, when I was a kid, I, I vividly remember my father coming in and, you know, get out of bed. You need to be out of bed. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, uh, I'm a teenager. I'm tired. And I went to bed late. But, you know, it was sort of like, you're lazy, or come on, get get up. If you sleep late, I mean, it's a it's a weird sort of mindset. Yeah. So what I like now about this new emphasis on sleep and some education, because mm-hmm. I think that education will dispel this ignorance that really fuels this characterization. You have no idea how many people I run into. Um, that talk about teenagers needing sleep. Ah, they just need discipline. Oh, we're coddling our teenagers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a interesting mindset because we never had that same mindset that we coddled our children for putting them in car seats when they're young. Mm-hmm. We don't have that same mindset for giving them healthy food, but mm-hmm. yet we still have that strange attitude about sleep. And if they Well, they really don't need it. They can, you know, get used to getting by on less. I mean, I hear adults say that. If I want to be successful at work, I need to get by on less. Mm -hmm. Um, Or learn, or I can learn to do it. And that's a myth. You can't acclimate to getting less than you need. So you go back to saying it's a biological need. And most adults need seven to nine hours a night. And teenagers need eight to 10 hours a night. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot. And a lot of teens aren't getting that. So we're really falling short as a society and as as educators and as parents and just collectively by not ensuring we're, that we all get the sleep we need because that's so basic. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, what's fascinating, well, all of that's very fascinating um, for me to think of. And I am a self-proclaimed lover of sleep. And I don't mean like I sleep five hours and I say I love sleep no I know exactly how much sleep I need to get so much so that I don't have any FOMO like the fear of missing out after 9 p.m at night because I'm literally like so sorry I'm going to yeah
2: (laughs) I'm I'm so with you on that okay great minds think alike (laughs) I'm with you
1: yeah but I would say that a majority of our listeners are moms and not just any moms, they're moms of little kids. And that definitely is a unique season of life because especially in that First year, and in some people's cases, long after that, yes. you know, their kids aren't sleeping very well in the right. evening, and so their sleep is affected um, because yeah. of that. But I think outside of that circumstance, you know, still moms of little kids that are sleeping well at night are not get, are not getting as much sleep as they need, uh, and so. I guess I would love for you to speak to, you just mentioned kind of haphazardly, like that most people need seven to nine hours of sleep. Yeah, Uh, And there must be some variables involved in there, maybe a little bit less, maybe a little bit more. But uh, tell me why getting that much sleep is important.
2: It's important in so many ways. And the statistics show that maybe one to 3% of the population are true short sleepers. And that's, say less than 6 hours and they do okay. Hmm. The problem is there are a lot of people that we call them short sleeper wannabes. So they think they're doing okay. Yeah. And they're 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 saying, "Look, I need more hours in the day. I'm a, I'm a a mom with three kids or two kids or right. one kid, you know. Yeah. Everyone wants more hours in the day to do more and that's what they think. Mm-hmm. But that's fundamentally flawed that logic and I'll tell you why because when you start trading sleep hours for wake hours, you're not performing as you should be. And another issue that kind of factors in is we don't see it. What happens when we're sleep deprived? We lose our insight. It's tied into our prefrontal cortex. And so we really don't have that awareness or that insight that we're really not doing well. So what happens is we're walking around sleep deprived. We're not doing so well. We think we are, but we're not. But we're We're doing everything so less effectively, and less, you know, accurately, and less, you know, we're just not operating at at our peak. And what happens if you get rid of that sort of that outmoded formula and say, "Look, I'm going to turn off Netflix at night. I'm going to get the sleep I need. Yeah, I'll have fewer waking hours, you know, one or two or whatever. But I'm going to do so much better. You're going to be more productive, more um, accurate." more you're going to perform better you're going to do more do it better you're going to be more efficient so there there is at the end of the day there there's no trade-off and in, in fact the trade-off is get more sleep and you're going to do so much better and you're going to be healthier and you're going to be happier i mean all these things you, you know we, you, we hear a lot there's a lot of info out there now about physical health you know a lack of sleep even a little lack of sleep affects your metabolism and. A, terrible way. Um, it affects blood pressure. It affects um, your outlook. A lot of people are getting, are depressed because they're not getting enough sleep. Yeah. But it also affects, you know, just how we think about things, motivation. It affects outlook, but it also affects uh, risk-taking, decision-making. So to back to your question, we're better parents if we're, if we're well-rested. And that's where we have to get, we have to really flip the script we have to be so unapologetic for for our need for sleep. And instead of doing housework when the kids are taking a nap or the baby's napping, get some sleep, get a nap. Um, You know, take that first three months, especially with newborns, get get the housework help. When friends come over, don't worry about entertaining. Say, look, here, (laughs) Mm -hmm. watch the kids, stand guard, let me get a nap. I mean, We have to prioritize it and be very, very, um, you know, protective of our sleep, Um, because a lot of the, you know, when we hear about postpartum depression, sleep deprivation is a big part of that. We want to avoid these things, and then we also, on the flip side, want to be real uh, vocal um, with our health care providers, whether it's our pediatrician or our own doctors. We have to say, look, you know. I am having some sleep issues. I feel tired, but when the baby goes to sleep, I can't sleep. I'm wide awake. Things like that bring it to the attention of, of your healthcare care provider. And every healthcare encounter. In fact, I say, look at sleep as a vital sign because it's so incredibly important to everything you say and do and, and, and everything related. And what we want is high-functioning parents because we're more patient. We make better decisions. Um, and we're just more present for our, our children when we're re- well rested. So it really is incumbent upon us to get that. You know how in the in the airplanes, you know, if the oxygen mask drops, mm-hmm. put yours on first. Mm-hmm. Look at sleep that way because we're not effective and we're not good. There's even a study out there saying um, sleep deprived moms are are too permissive with teenagers you know we just sort hmm. of lose that yeah um which i thought was an interesting study i just looked at it the other day but hmm. it just shows us how it affects our parenting okay. and then we look at things like sleep um deprivation causes drowsy driving and that's where it's it becomes scary because there might be a new parent out there who says i'm fine go back to what i said about insight we don't have much when we're sleep deprived I'll drive the baby to the pediatrician, even though I feel tired. No, don't do that. Drowsy driving is as dangerous as drunk driving. Hmm. And, and we have to look at it that way. And then you look at, oh my God, the, the, um, the car seat deaths. Hmm. You know, we, 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 I see the post, you know, recently a nurse practitioner left her, her baby in, in the car seat, hmm. tragically died, but we go back to sleep deprivation. Hmm. We, we, there's a there's a um, researcher in Florida who's doing the research on this and says when people are sleep deprived, they resort to automatic behaviors. And we can look at some of those type of tragic mistakes and it goes back to sleep deprivation. So that's, I mean, I, I do say it can mean the difference between life and death. And in a lot of ways it, it can. And uh, we have to Really, yeah, you know, kind of look at it differently. Oh,
1: yes, absolutely.
0: Hey, guys. Sorry to interrupt. We'll get back to Steph and Terry's conversation about sleep in just a moment. But first, we have some exciting news. City Moms Blog Network is expanding again. Midland's mom blog is now live in West Texas. New owner Jessica Nozick is a mom of three kiddos, age 10, 23, and 27. And she's thrilled to bring moms together in her community. Midland's population has grown by leaps and bounds in the last decade. Newcomers and townies alike needed a one-stop resource for family-friendly events, local businesses, and services. And moms really needed a reliable place for information, entertainment, and camaraderie. So I'm thrilled to be able to provide that through Midland Moms Blog. CMBN sites attract millions of readers each month, allow thousands of moms a place to share content as contributors, and give more than 100 women the opportunity to own a business that gives back to their community. If you are interested in starting a site where you live, learn more at citymomsblog.com. Now, back to Steph and Terry.
1: I was thinking of um, the idea of halt in addicts kind of yeah. um terminology and the fact that being tired is Mm -hmm. one of them. Like, are you tired? You're most susceptible to all of those things that you just mentioned, you know, and your temperament, your Mm -hmm. ability to choose wisely, all of these sorts of things. And so it is fascinating to me though, and thinking about that, being a fundamental part of just health as a whole, but to Mm -hmm. your point earlier, the fact that while culture is changing a bit, uh, there is some sleep shaming, uh, your words, which I think is so true. Uh, There's, and not even just in business, even in motherhood, like it's kind of Mm an ongoing joke, like I didn't sleep at all, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. so just drink all the coffee. Well, what are we going to do about that? because we've got to do something about that and it really is for the betterment of our own families uh, to prioritize it.
2: Oh, absolutely. And and you know, caffeine is no substitute for sleep, and if you need it all day, um that's a problem. But what the the big problem is, people do need it all day because they're not getting enough sleep, and then of course they can't fall asleep at, at night at bedtime because of all the caffeine that the caffeine that stays in their system. So you then you get in a vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and people often medicate with alcohol. They try to, you know, they use alcohol, do the the, tip of, the nightcap thing. Mm-hmm. But when you have uh, an adult beverage close to bedtime, um, you're actually hurting your sleep. Um, it'll fragment your sleep later in the night as it metabolizes. Mm. So, again, that can turn into a vicious cycle as well. Right. So you really have to, I mean, there's some self-discipline involved where, do I turn off Netflix? Yeah. And say, you know what, that sleep is more important. I'm going to prioritize that because I do so much better with that sleep. And and you know, and again, or or do I, you know, when you when you've got young children, I, I'm just going to make the decision that I'll have to to uh, rewind these. I know when my son was finally in, I remember (laughs) when he went to college, I started watching all the Frasier reruns because (laughs) I never had time. When he was little, I needed to go to bed early. But even if it means setting an alarm at night, you know, I know we we typically set them in the morning, but some people can, it helps to set an alarm to say, hey, it's my bedtime, not just Mm -hmm. time to get the kids going yeah but but you know this is my uh, i need to go to bed now and i and i do tell adults and and parents they need a bedtime routine just as much as children do Hmm. it's really important because it helps them wind down the same as it does with children you do them consistently in the same order every night and it really helps transition the mind and body from wake to sleep it's really important Hmm.
1: it's interesting that you mentioned the bedtime for adults because it's um it is funny. However, uh, you know the one of the newer updates for Apple phones for the iPhones do, does have a functionality in the clock um, app for bedtime.
2: Yeah, yeah, so you
1: can set that for yourself.
2: It's it's a good thing. And then yeah. you know another thing. Unfortunately, get into the electronics um, conversation, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously, there you know parents want some lifeline in the in the bedroom, you know, for emergency. But there are different night modes, and then there's also things like you know do you do you keep it on the bedside table maybe not when parents wake up or any adult wakes up in the middle of the night say if you want to use a restroom that's not the time to double check emails or anything you don't want that bright light because that really affects that melatonin production uh. that we need to help us um, get sleepy and fall asleep and stay asleep during the night so we don't want to we don't want to um, ruin that and we also just a note for young children, they're actually more sensitive. Their eyes are more, you know, sensitive to that nighttime light. Like if they look at screens right up until bedtime, they're going to have a hard time falling asleep. So we want to get that screen time done. Um, So I really recommend that all families, uh, even young kids, older kids have a media curfew Uh. and that adults follow them. And, you know, back to the grownups and and parents, we have to be role models uh-huh. for children because I would like to see, I'm working on a lot of sleep education for kids from you know kindergarten on through uh-huh. middle school, but we have the potential as adults to really influence the lifelong trajectories uh, for our kids, for better or for worse. And if we instill good sleep habits early in children, we have the power to really put them on a very healthy trajectory um, and give them advantages that say kids in my generation haven't had because you know and we I think traditionally in healthcare we accept a lot of chronic disease as inevitable and you know just a part of it I know my my mother had dementia and Alzheimer's she never slept we had four kids in the family she never slept I never even I mean it just you know who has time for sleep mentality but you know, horrible and end of life. It, you know, issues with Alzheimer's. It was a, it was awful. But see, now we're we're looking at the researchers are doing an incredible job in linking sleep deprivation with a lot, lot of chronic disease, diabetes. You know, um, heart disease. Lot, you know, serious issues with strokes and and dementia. So maybe we can prevent a lot of these things if we get these get our children on the fast track with healthy sleep. I think we can really see different trajectories and it's not just physical health. I mean, less depression, better academic performance, and maybe just overall doing better in life. You know, let's, let's give them the, um, let's let them have that potential and the, and the chance to reach their full potential. That's, that's my goal.
1: Right. Well, I love that. Now I would love for you to speak to, um, if you have some formula. That would be awesome. (laughs) Although I'm sure (laughs) here's the deal with motherhood and parenthood. There's no formula for much of anything, unfortunately. But uh, back to your suggestion of, you know, the average person needs between seven and nine hours of sleep. Uh, How might you suggest somebody determine like what their specific need for sleep is? Is there an easy way to be able to do that? Or like you just wake up after you sleep the right amount and you feel good?
2: Yeah, you're right. You feel refreshed and restored. It's not something that once you're after, you know, over 35, you say, well, this isn't, you know, I just feel like crap in the morning because I'm X age. No, right. you actually should feel good in the morning. And if you don't, you're likely not getting enough sleep. If you hit that snooze alarm repeatedly, you're not getting enough sleep. Oh. Or you have an undiagnosed and untreated sleep disorder. So, basic you know, if you can get through the day without drinking coffee all day, maybe you're doing okay. Um, So, you know, look at it that way. It's basically how you feel and do during the day Mm. will help you get a feel for how you're doing at night. Now, interestingly, I, I talked to a room of, Ah, uh, stockbrokers! That was a wild audience, I'll tell you. They were, they were out of control, <laughs> and they 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 were telling, like ratting each other out. You know, they text each other all through the night and doing stuff. Oh, and I, gosh. of course, always ask my workshops, you know, like attendees, how much sleep do you get? And I, you know, people raise their hand, like four hours, five hours. So I say, look, for every, you know, for two weeks, give me a week, at least a week, but for two weeks, preferably sleep an extra hour and tell me how you feel because we lose our point of reference if we're chronically sleep deprived. Hmm. And I got so many emails, Stephanie, about, hmm. you know, people were right back and say, uh, I didn't know I felt so bad until I felt so good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so sometimes get get reacquainted. Um, I know, uh, you know, when my, my son was small, uh, you know, at least one to two nights a week, I went to bed when he did and it just helped me,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, you know, and I always, I kind of did that thing where if I was just exhausted, I tried not to plow through it. I just okay. thought maybe I need to go to bed earlier tonight. And, um, but, but really by putting sleep first, getting some extra, if, you know, where, where are you? Are you getting sleep and you think you're doing, it says six hours and you think you're okay. Eh, maybe you think you're okay, but you're not really okay. Mm. So, so shoot for seven or eight, see how you do one of my dearest friends she gets 9 hmm. every night and she said you know what i played around with it i do great if i get 9 she, yeah she's a little bit of a an outlier but yeah that she's in that frame yeah and there's you know there was no sleep disorder or nothing but that's what it takes for her to be your best and sure. she does great she's a healthy weight she has a healthy appetite she's energetic she's you know she gets she does well so I don't know. I just, I think people need to sort of stop and rethink that Mm -hmm. and and say, how am I doing? And again, if you're just being tired all day, should not be sort of, let's not accept that. Uh, -hmm. you know, let's, and again, if, if, if going to bed doesn't earlier, doesn't help it, if getting a little extra sleep doesn't help, look at your sleep environment. Mm -hmm. Do you have a, you know, how old is your mattress? Um, are you on a mattress that you've had for 35 years? And trust me, I have talked to people that <laughs> have said, I, I've tried everything. And I always look at them skeptically. And I thought, yeah, I keep going. Because I will at the end tell you, you haven't tried everything. Yes. <laughs> and, and one woman on an airplane, she said, Terry, everything, everything. You know, I've been to the sleep doctors, done everything. I said, And I waited for her to finish. And I said, how old's your mattress? And it was a big, big pause, as she thought she goes, I bet it's 35 years old. And I said, no. go get a new mattress yeah. and email me. <laughs> and, you know, she didn't have a point of reference. She said, oh, my God, I'm on this great mattress now. And I feel yeah. like I'm floating and my sleep is a million times better. Yeah. And I thought, yeah. you know, sometimes it's not complicated. right? You know, it, it could. And just and get that bedroom as dark as possible. Um, and also make sure. What's good for you is, you know, let's look at our children's sleep environment. Yeah. Don't overdo it with the night lights. You know, they they'll get used to the dark. And and if you approach bedtime and sleep as a real positive with kids, you know, it might change their attitude. Because think about it, young kids look at sleep as a big timeout, mm-hmm. I mean, and and usually that's a long, you know, they're away from their loved ones. You know, I mean, it's stressful, and and it's a time of anxiety if we approach it in a not so good way. So, mm. you know, let's rethink it and flip the script a little bit. You know, you get to go to sleep. Don't use going to bed early as a punishment. Don't use going to, you know, the bedroom as a timeout. We got to keep that real, you know, uh, sleep happy and, and conducive to sleep. Mm. And um, we want to use good, you know, they need good sleep hygiene too. Right. You know, and if, if they get out of bed, bring them back to, don't have a lot of negative attention around that. Don't lose it. We tend to lose it if we're tired. But, you know, just very dispassionately and and be boring, you know, walk them back to the bed and say sleep is good. But always, you know what, start the conversation about the benefits of sleep early and often with kids. It'll sink in just like we have to eat our vegetables. We have to brush our teeth. It's a non-negotiable part of a healthy life. So if we present it as such, I think bedtime will be less of a battle. And that's the goal because those battles keep Keep the grown-ups and the parents up at night mm-hmm. and keep us from sleeping so we need a we need a happy, healthy attitude towards sleep so everyone gets sleep they need.
1: Well Terry, I feel like I want to go take a nap after talking to you, not because it was boring, <laughs> but because it was like so inspiring <laughs> to discipline myself to sleep. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, well, I tell people if I put you to sleep, you're likely sleep deprived, because if you're bored, you'll stare at the ceiling and text your friends and say, God, this Terry. is <laughs> so boring. But if, if you fall asleep during one of my rants, you're likely sleep deprived. That is too funny.
1: Well, thank you for your expertise, for just the passion that you have for this topic, because uh, in... A joking way in some ways like moms say like I love sleep but it really is like prioritizing it is very very important for so many reasons that you covered and so uh, I really appreciate you being with us today and sharing your expertise
2: oh great talking with you absolutely and thanks so much it was fun
0: hey so somebody went 35 years on the same mattress I mean you that person's
1: back has got to be a mess
0: I mean, that's just—I mean—that's
1: nasty, a. <laughs> <laughs> Poor, we feel so sorry for the person that is slept on the mattress for for thirty-five years that we called nasty just a second
0: ago. I—I remember what is it, eight to ten years? Is that the what you're supposed to have a mattress for, something like that? Yeah, yeah, I would say that. And I remember going that rate, right, going to that mm-hmm. level and being getting a new mattress so quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. my husband and I went from a queen to a king, which is like. A whole new
1: world. It's amazing. (laughs) I love him, but I like having some more space. Oh, my goodness. And my husband will not let us switch from a queen to a king because, you know, he likes a little snuggle. He
0: does.
1: Oh, he's cute. There's no king zone in our bedroom, I guess, for now. Sadly, but regardless, I will say that my personal story on getting a new mattress for Mattress Firm um, is partially because I, our mattress is about 10 to 12 years old. uh, So around that time when you needed to swap it out and my, I was waking up and my back was hurting and I kind of was like, yeah, I am getting older, but maybe this is just an easy or, you know, like the natural way to get a new mattress. And I tell you what, folks, I got this new, amazing pillow top for Mattress Firm. I sleep like a baby. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, I literally get in bed, and I, like, move all of my limbs like a small infant, and I'm like, Alan, this is the best. I'm so happy. <laughs> Seriously, I love it. It's
0: amazing. Does he like it, too?
1: Yes, he does. Okay, because that's
0: important, because like when you're married, you know, there's yeah. two people who have different sleep, you know, yeah. so it's good to have that. Totally. Anyway, and they, so. like, gave you the red carpet treatment, didn't they?
1: Oh my gosh. Literally. I've got to tell you guys about this red carpet delivery service that Mattress Firm has. Uh, And so, you know, I knew that my mattress was being delivered. And so ding dong, I mosey onto the front door and literally they have this red carpet laid out in front of me, in front, on my front porch that said, Mattress Firm, red carpet delivery. And the delivery man hands me candies, chocolate candies. And I'm like, This is amazing! Oh my (laughs) goodness. Like I literally just felt like I walked the red carpet at like the Emmys or something. And then they delivered my they hauled my mattress upstairs. And they took my old one. They did. And they were they were only there for about five minutes. That's amazing. And then they, <laughs> and then the, the guy rolls up the red carpet and gets in the truck. <laughs> and <off he> <laughs> Onto the next red carpet delivery. <laughs> I was like, you mean you're not going to leave that for me? <laughs> That's awesome. That's great service. Yeah. I thought it was amazing.
0: Thanks to Terry for all that helpful information. I mean, I'm going to take away from that um, putting a curfew on screen time mm-hmm. in my house. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the, the bedtime routine. She said having about a half an hour of a bedtime routine that for you, you do as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that you do every night to kind of get you in that state of mind that you're getting, you're preparing yourself for bed. It's also a really right. good reminder. I right. like taking a shower
1: and doing all my face creams, all the face creams, all the face creams. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I loved that she talked about was the triad of health. Um, the fact that diet, exercise, and sleep is essentially what makes, like, a healthy, you know, existence. Yeah. And so much of my attention, and I think just large, largely the culture's attention, goes more towards diet and exercise, yep. where she's saying that, honestly, if you don't get sleep right, then the other two things are in jeopardy, too. Right. Well, I...
0: Something she said really resonated with me about exercise. She's like, you're less likely to exercise if you haven't gotten good sleep. Mm -hmm. And that's so true for me because there'll be so many times where I'm like, I don't feel like going to the gym. I'm just too tired. Yeah. And it probably goes back to my quality of sleep. Right. Whereas if I was getting more and better Mm -hmm. sleep, I'd be more likely to have more energy
1: and want to go to the gym. So it definitely all... But it totally takes discipline because... And I actually just posted about this on Instagram, uh, but I have this... Very regimented Sunday night and Monday morning plan that I never go away from unless I'm traveling. Uh, Sunday night we always have family dinner with my husband's family, but we're get the kids back in bed at like seven because for no good night's rest for the school year or for the school week, and then I always take a bath every Sunday night at like eight o'clock, I read a book, I do a face mask in the bath, um, and then I'm in bed 9 o'clock, which I know some of you that are not early to betters like think that that's crazy, but I'm always in bed at 9 o'clock, and partially, actually, mostly because there's this 5 30 a.m. class at the gym that I love on Monday mornings. And I tell you what, when I get there at 5 30 and I do a hard workout, and especially on a Monday for some reason, I have way more energy on Monday. I feel like I accomplish a ton, and I feel like I set up the week for success. Yeah, so
0: that's what a great way to start your week,
1: but it totally takes discipline, right. right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not watching any shows on Sunday nights. Right. I'm not really. I mean, I'm really protecting the that time frame. And anyway, it's been honestly a huge life changer for me.
0: Well, I think, you know, discipline can be hard. It can be yeah. hard to discipline yourself to do yeah. stuff. But I think what we've learned today is that the benefits of sleep mm-hmm. outweigh any difficulty yeah. it would be
1: to discipline yourself. So yeah. let that be your mantra, mamas. Yes. Discipline yeah. yourself to get better <laughs> sleep. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining us. And a special thanks to our sponsor, Mattress Firm.
0: Remember to save big on sleep, visit mattressfirm.com or find your nearest store
1: location at mattressfirm.com stores. Until next t- time, mom... Do yourself a favor and get some rest. When you wake up, then you have more energy to celebrate. Uh, Grab a cup of coffee and top it off with whipped cream. And don't forget to just add sprinkles.
0: For show notes and more information on this episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood, please visit citymomsblog.com. There, you can find more information on our topic, our guest, and our host, If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to give a review wherever you listen to podcasts so we can keep encouraging moms to celebrate motherhood and just add sprinkles.